This is the Influencers Network Podcast. I'm Brian Craig. I'm the host of our podcast. I'm the Executive Director for Global Ministries here in Bentonville, Arkansas, and I'm really happy to have two of our founding uh, members. Uh, the, the two guys are in that first journey group you guys have heard about with Rocky, that, that very first group back in 2001. Uh, I have Tony Elliott and Bob Brown here with us today, so welcome, guys. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, we're just going to talk a little bit about uh, the beginnings of the ministry from their perspective. You've, you've heard us t- have Rocky told his version of it, but I'd like to hear these guys talk a little bit about it. And also, uh, they're still involved in our board, and uh, I, I kind of look at them as watchmen on the wall, uh, kind of guardians of the DNA, if you will. And so kind of want to hear their observations of what has happened since that first group in 2001 and, and just any words of wisdom or any words of caution that they might feel in their hearts. And so... Uh, so what I'm going to start is uh, just getting to know them a little bit. So uh, I'm going to start with Bob. Uh, Bob, would you just kind of tell our folks, you know, a little bit who you are and, and where you were back in 2001 when you first met Rocky? Or well, when you met uh, before that? I uh, first met Rocky actually three years before that and <clears throat> was, not a, uh, was not a Christian. Uh, Rocky being the, uh, the person that he is, uh, chases after you and doesn't give up. I can tell you he doesn't give up. He, he went so far as to uh, find a, uh, a lot in our neighborhood and built a darn house there just so his wife could walk our street and pray for us and, uh, and, and get, us, get us where he wanted us. So, so that was really the beginning with Rocky and I. We went back several years before that, but uh, uh, coming into um, being a new Christian in 2000, uh, Rocky knew uh, from experience that he he could not let me go by the wayside, and he brought me along with him. And uh, when he came to me and asked if, if I would have an interest in uh, in joining him uh, in a in a group in a study, uh, of course, at the time being a young Christian, I was on fire at the time, and and uh, uh, I jumped right on it. And so we we took off after it. Uh, that first. First year was really. Uh, it took us eleven months to go through the to go through the journey because everything was handwritten. Everything was inspired from God through Rocky, and we, uh, gosh, we jotted down notes. We scribbled on this. We had a chalkboard. We had just everything, just trying to uh, get through and figure out what was going on. Uh, it was it was a great time. Uh, the men that were there, uh, we we all enjoyed it. The uh, I think the, one of the things that really uh, stood out to me because I had never done it before was the half day of prayer and being able to slow down for a half a day and just be with the Lord. Uh, it was a great time, and I look forward to it uh, the next time. And, uh, and my walk with the Lord just continued to grow and grow and grow. And we got to the end of the, uh, uh, of the journey and sitting around and, and everyone trying to figure out, well, what do we do next, what do we do next? And a couple of guys had decided to go ahead and, and they wanted to reach out and start a group. Rocky was going to go start another group. And uh, as we were sitting there, <clears throat> me being uh, the person of faith, I, I told the guys that uh, uh, I felt like this thing was 
so much bigger than us that uh, we had to do something with it. We had to, we had to move forward with it. So uh, with that, we started moving forward, and it's been an absolute pleasure to just sit here over these last 16 years and you know be on the front of the train and watch each one of the uh, the cars being added to it each year as we go along and go along never dreaming that from the first original seven guys that were in that in that group that we would turn to have as many thousands of men that we've had come through that and it's all about God it's all inspired by him mm. and uh, so that's kind of where I came from on it that's good and and just for the record, just tell everybody what you do for a living and where what you know. You're a business owner on a uh, manufacturing facility. I, I'm a business owner with a manufacturing facility in Rogers. Um, started it uh, 38 years ago in my garage, and uh, I think God had plans for me there. Uh, the majority of what I do is and have done uh, once I be became a Christian was God opened my eyes to uh, to the underprivileged, and uh, so we, my wife. Teresa and I work with the uh, Samaritan Community Center, work with my employees. We've had uh, different uh, uh, drives and benefits for, for different ones and just, just helping people out in general. Just the, the people that need that second chance or that second opportunity in, in life, that's, that's where I'm at. Yeah, and a couple of your guys got to go through one of my journey groups recently, which is, is kind of neat to is, see That is correct. And, yeah. and uh, actually, Terry being... Uh, uh, a new Christian himself, he is. I, I can look back and reflect that Terry is on fire right now. He's already leading another. He's co-leading a group after he come out of there, and he is excited. He is working on it. He is just really. It, it's great to see the fruit after after the after the harvest is done. It, it, it really is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good. Well, let me move over to to Tony. Tony, why don't you, uh, Tony Elliott, uh, tell us where you were in two thousand one and how you intersected with this ministry. <clears throat> Hey, um, Brian, uh, Rocky and I uh, go back to our relationship back to the mid-80s, about 1986 and 87, when we both moved to northwest Arkansas. And we had uh, been around each other. We went to the same church. Um, we had both served in leadership positions uh, within the church. But I hadn't been around Rocky much. I mean, I knew of Rocky more than I knew Rocky. And so I'd kind of lost track with him a little bit. He, he went through some physical issues and uh, change of career. And so, but, but every once in a while, we'd touch base, and he was always had a word of encouragement. And uh, um, so, anyway, he, he approached me in 2001. He said, hey, let's go to lunch. And we went to lunch, and, and he began to share about he was trying to gather about, uh, he had invited about, about uh, 30 guys, I think, initially, and was going to cast a vision of maybe doing a couple of week. Um, and then making a decision to go through a to a, a much longer uh, kind of Bible study uh, get together with some guys. So he said, "Just come, and and then after two weeks you can make a decision." Well, I was at a point in life where I had uh, uh, my wife and I had uh, been involved in some uh, um, some um, um, marriage counseling. She had. Uh, been in some personal counseling for about five years and been ministering to for her and 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 so I was kind of empty uh, you know I, I, I had a spiritual walk but I had poured out more than I'd taken in I hadn't done a good job of what we call self-feeding and um, so I, I was open to the idea so I went and um, I said hey I, I, I'll commit to do that 
And so for me, one of the, the, the real highlights as I think back, Bob, about that group is that I was at a point in life where uh, I have I was still struggling from some self-condemnation. I had um, some uh, um, infidelities in my past. Uh, I had a business. Uh, my brother and I had a business that didn't work out. And um, so I was dealing with that failure in, in, in both uh, business and, and personal and, and hadn't really, I'd accepted, you know, the forgiveness and grace of God, but I still had all this self-condemnation. And, um, and so it was through the guys that they began to minister to me and reveal that to me that, that I really, really came away with, uh, you know, a healthy self-perspective about. And I think that's what I, I, I really like is the enlightenment section um, because so many of us come to the table with some perceptions about who we are in Christ and that kind of that kind of sets a foundation for hey you know this is what God really thinks about you and so for me that was a powerful powerful uh, uh, exchange right there and so guys loved on me they accepted me and uh, and so it was just uh, it was a good time uh, I, I can remember vividly sitting around that table. We actually, I think, were at Gaston's Lodge over in uh, in um, Mountain Home that day, and uh, mm-hmm. we were sitting out and, and talking about the future after we had ended our last half day of prayer. And 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 I, I'm not a man of faith. I always kind of hook on to Bob's faith because he's got a faith big enough for at least two people. And so I'm always kind of sucking him dry, but but uh, but I can vividly remember him saying those exact words. I believe this thing is bigger than we even realize, and uh, and no truer words were ever spoken than that. I mean, uh, Bob, the, the Holy Spirit revealed those words to you because that's exactly the way it's been, and it's just been a blessing to be a part of it. So Rocky says he didn't really have a vision for building a ministry. He just wanted to do this process, you know, and just and then go take some other guys. And yeah. Did Did you guys? I mean, at what point did you grab onto the fact that this might be something really significant in the in the body of Christ? Something that churches needed, uh, other men out there needed. Do you remember any major epiphanies, or was it just at the end a collective thought, or what? I, I don't think we were we were focusing on the churches at the time. I think. Probably some of that came about after we started pulling this together and uh, Pete McKenzie uh, got a hold of some of our notes and, and he and Rocky discussed this and said, yes, uh, Pete wanted, he wanted in on it. Mm-hmm. So whenever that started, uh, that's when we really had to start getting serious because he wanted to bring 13 men from California to, to be trained. Well, here we are, we hardly even graduated and now they're wanting us to be trainers of, of these men. Uh, but it, it all worked out great, it, it worked out fine. And then uh, I think it was after that that uh, probably the church thing really started formulating, okay, if we do this uh, with these men, if we can get into the churches and, and set it up there and get the men from there, that that's when it would, it would start in. So yeah. it was pretty early on, but yeah. it was after, after the guys came in from California, as I remember. Yeah, for me, Brian, it happened, uh, I, I kind of lose the timeline, Yeah, but we started meeting um, as a group um, just, 
kind of as a leadership team to talk about, well, what do we do next? I started a group immediately trying to organize Rocky's notes and to lead five guys through. And, uh, and, and it was a rich time. Um, um, but, you know, for me, I can remember a couple of things that were powerful. Uh, Rocky got, got us together one time, and we went down to Springdale to hear a gentleman um, who wrote a book called Anointed for Business. And um, he was from Brazil, and uh, he was a financial guy, and, and he'd gotten into the ministry, and, and a powerful speaker's powerful testimony. He came down with an incurable disease, and God healed him. Uh, and he, he, he stayed in the ministry and got out of finances. But, but, but he wrote this book about the confluence of, of the marketplace, and it's academic and government and commerce. And that's, that's where in the Old Testament ministry took place. It really wasn't in the churches and it wasn't in the religious establishment. That made a lot of sense to me. And um, the other part that, you know, um, so... Uh, that that was a, kind of a galvanizing point for me because I was excited about the marketplace as being the ministry. Second thing I can remember sitting around the table, Larry Trice, uh, Boyd Billingsley, some guys that were actually, I think, in the next group that Rocky led. I did not really know uh, <coughs> Boyd. I didn't know some of those guys, but now they were coming on. They were new in their and and their excitement, uh, and they became a part of the leadership. And we just sat around and talked about this. Now, to let you know how narrow-minded we were at the time, we, we didn't have a vision for what the Holy Spirit wanted to do. We were thinking it was just men. We didn't even want to think about trying to, to let it get out to women and couples and all that kind of thing. We were trying to control it at that point in time. I know God had to giggle and laugh because you can't control the Holy Spirit and where it goes. And obviously it's gone a lot of places. So. Yeah, I remember in the early days, you guys thought somebody had to go through the journey before they could lead a journey group, you know, and so so my model and, you know, me coming out of Tulsa was kind of, you know, a new thing for you guys to think about. So God just keeps stretching us through the years. Yeah, it? yeah. yeah, that's right. So what, so what are, uh, what are, I'll go back to Bob for a second. What, what, so what are, what are your observations in uh, a couple observations of what, what has wowed you in just watching this thing develop since 2001? Well, I think, uh, Brian, probably uh, just the gathering and then, and then uh, the connection of people finding us, uh, we were focusing on Northwest Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, had a, we, had a big, uh, we felt like we had a big crowd here of people that we could minister to and then send them out into the, into the world uh, from corporate uh, Walmart and JB and, and Tyson's being here and those people coming in and out. So we tried to focus on that. Well, that really wasn't what God had in mind. So we stumbled a little bit here and there, but once the vision started opening up and it just it just started exploding, it was like, wow, this this thing really is going to be bigger than what we can have ever dreamed of. Mm. And and at that time, I mean, I, I know we all did, but I, I especially felt like that God is in control of this thing. And as long as we follow him, he won't let it fail it's his project not ours we're just there to do the busy work and that's what we're doing how about you tony what what anything that sticks out in your mind in these last 16 years that just amazes you yeah um you know i'm sitting here and 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 you all don't have the advantage but i'm looking at a map that brian has on the wall and in in both of the united states and the world and it's got little stickers on it and it's just uh, amazing to me 
I, I say a quote, I have a quote that I used that I took out of Seven Habits of Successful People, and it's not um, uh, the gentleman that wrote the book's quote, but he quotes somebody else. But it goes like this. It says, that which is most personal is also most general. Now, I say that because uh, John 15 became very personal to me. Mm. And um, I was somewhat angry uh, at the church because it's like, you know, why didn't everybody talk about John 15 and, and, and understand the ramifications and the power of that chapter and about abiding in Christ? And that's what really what Rocky brought to the table. And so out of that, we've seen an explosion of, of, of people that were just like me. They, were, they, they, they had these personal feelings and wanted something more but didn't know where to go to get them, and they found it in the journey to the inner chamber and then particularly John 15 about abiding in Christ. And so we've seen, the, the amazing thing to me is to watch the, the transformations, some of the stories you have here um, and, and that we've heard over time. I went out to California and it's just amazing, uh, you know, stories of men who, who have just been transformed by the power uh, they, it, of, of, of uh, you know, the enabling power of the Holy Spirit to, uh, to live that abiding in Christ. And so it just uh, never ceases to amaze me. I shouldn't be surprised, but, mm-hmm. but it, it, it all, always, I always am, and joyfully so, to, mm-hmm. to see that happen. And so when I see this map and all those little stickers, it's just like, you know, we're just getting started. Yeah. And it's just like a spark out there in those California fires that creates a, a raging inferno. And I think that's the, the real um, uh, power of the Holy Spirit yet to be delivered to this country in the hearts of men. So. Let me, let me ask you guys about, um, you know, it was started, all you original guys were business guys, I mean, including Rocky. I mean, there really no, there were no pastors, I don't think, on the no. original leadership no. team. And, and so Rocky has told me that in the beginning there was a temptation to think like businessmen and when we decided there needed to be an organization and an and a official 501c3 and right. all that and budgets and all that kind of right. stuff. And he tells me you guys had to wrestle with that. Um, not wanting to become corporate and wanting to still be spirit-led. Can you guys comment on that? Because I believe that to this day you guys still are helping us, Not even though you are successful business guys, keep spirit-led. You know, and not, I think we're still wrestling with it. We're still wrestling with it, yeah. Bob, what would you say? Well, I think, I think we are, uh, to a certain extent, still wrestling with it. But knowing what we have to do in the, in the corporate world, in the business world, um, I think that's one of the things that I did not want to see happen to this. Uh, I did. I wanted us to be, and I and I have believed this since day one, that God will give us everything we need to make this successful. He won't give us everything we want, but He'll give us everything we need. And so, uh, to me, corporate needed to be out of it. Again, uh, as Tony had said, I have a very strong faith, and uh, I have believed since day one that if uh, God was in this, He would not let it fail. And we have yet to, um, to, to, to not have the funding that we needed. We get short sometimes. Uh, we get real close, but right at the very end, something comes in, and God takes us on down the road even further. So, hmm. Do you remember some of those early wrestling matches, Tony? Yeah, I do, uh, because I've been in, in leadership inside the church. And, 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 and the church in America, for the most part, has adopted the corporate model uh, and and for me, it's not the New Testament model of, of leadership. And so it was particularly um, trying on my, on my heart 
Um, I can remember in 2006, it was a fall day, we were out at my home, I was in the woods, sitting in the chair, uh, uh, kind of just uh, praying and, and, and reflecting, and it's kind of like the Holy Spirit said to me, write this down. Um, and so I pulled a, a, a piece of paper out of my Bible that my wife had given me a note that morning, and, and, and as fast as I could write, several things came to mind, and I, I'm, I'm not sure all of them, but I took them as warnings, not um, because as men, that Galatians 5:19 in the, in, the, in the deeds of the flesh, you know, that's the warning is don't go to the flesh, you know, is that the spirit sets itself against the flesh, so stay in the spirit. And so that was the warnings that, that I think really ultimately came out of this. And I, I wrote that, or it came to me, as, as kind of this, I have a fear. And so the, some of the things that I wrote down is that uh, I have a fear we become indispensable, or we believe we, we're indispensable to God's work. Uh, I have a fear we become an organization all the while we talk of becoming an organism. I have a fear we govern and market ourselves with conventional business and corporate principles. I have a fear that we will seek control instead of obedience, that we will seek security instead of faith, that we will lose humility. All of those things quench the spirit. When we take control, when we organize, when we, we you know, take over in, in the flesh, it quenches the spirit. And I'd seen that in churches and leadership, and this was special. This was unique. And I just felt like the Holy Spirit, I mean, what he did, just said, write this down. I mean, it was just like fast as I could write. I wrote off about 20 of those things, and uh, they all relate to organization and leadership for the most part and being true to the Spirit and stay out of the flesh. It's, and it resonated with the other guys when you shared that with them. It was uh, an interesting, I didn't know what to do with it. I sat on it for several months, and then we had a board meeting in California, Southern California flew in here for the board meeting. And uh, during the share time, uh, Rocky asked anybody wanted to share, and I said, well, I've got something, and I'll share it with you. I'm not sure what it is or what it means. And so I, I read off these things. And at the end, Pete McKenzie said, you wrote that for us because we're struggling out there and we've got people on our board who want to make this thing a corporate entity. And he said, you've convinced us right here. The Holy Spirit has shared with us that that's the wrong direction. And he said, you wrote that for me. Thank you. Could I have a copy? And so that was kind of the, the answer. Once in a while, we'll have issues or questions come up about the ministry and how what we should do and how we... I kind of go back to that as, as just kind of a guiding principle. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so, yeah, it's uh, it, for, I know I don't have the faith that Bob does. And uh, so it's just, uh, uh, but we talk whenever we have these issues come up and we're concerned and, and, and we, you know, we, we pray over and talk through them. And, and uh, but we're excited about you coming on board where the ministry's going. Mm. You know, um, I think it's really important that we practice what we preach, you know, and I, I think that we're so strong in putting this idea of the way to be a disciple is to live a life of personal abandonment and absolute trust. So don't you think we better be living that as our le- the leadership of the ministry? Absolutely. <laughs> right. I, you know, I mean, sometimes you see an inconsistency with what somebody's putting out there and what how they're running their organization. Yeah. And, I, and I've always had a fear that w- this ministry would has been a movement 
and a lot of movements have become memories, you know, and I don't want to see this move, this movement, although it's up to God, whatever he wants. I think we're all open to whatever he wants. If he decides it's over, it's over, right. you know, but, uh, so, so any, you know, looking ahead in the future, do you guys, do you guys have vision for the future, Bob? I, I mean, do you, what do you see happening that you're excited about or, or, or right now are you just taking it all in? What, what, anything in particular? Just the continued growth, you know, as long as we're healthy, and as long as we see the growth uh, that we're that we're experiencing, uh, that that I like to reflect on, because as Tony and I can go back to day one and be uh, one of the the original seven, now we're, we're just one of the original thousands now that have been through and that are a part of this, and uh, uh, I, I look forward to seeing many more thousands of men and women uh, come to know us, come, come to. To, to be with us. Now, let me ask a follow. You said something there. You said, "As long as we stay healthy." What do you What do you mean by that? Well, we have to stay healthy in this, and we have to we have to walk with the Lord every day. We have to we have to follow in His footsteps because if we if we don't do that, then we will fall off by the wayside, and God will take it away from us. He'll mm-hmm. take it away and go somewhere else. So, when you, you're not saying healthy financially or even healthy organizationally, oh, no. you're saying soul healthy. Soul healthy. Yeah. Because the finances. And the buildings and the material things will be provided as as they're needed by God hmm. through His through His strength in doing. He owns it all anyway. He'll just He'll just redistribute to us as we grow. So, Tony per- personally, uh, Romans twelve one and two. I, d- I have to live Romans twelve one and two. And if you don't know what that is, it says, "And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed." by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and perfect and acceptable. And he says to uh, offer yourself as a living sacrifice acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. We also have to do that corporately. And and we have to offer up our, our ministry as a spiritual sacrifice acceptable to God. And, um, and we have to be transformed and not conform to this world. And so I, I have lived a career for 45 years in the financial world, so I know about money, and I know what money can do. And money is the driver. That is the world, and it says do not be conformed to the world as relates to money. Be, be transformed and be dependent upon God because I don't want us to begin to think that our ministry is limited by what we see in our budget. He owns the cattle on a thousand hills. Let's don't limit him. And so, uh, and that's, that's, I think, Bob, wouldn't you say that? And I think the thing that excites me is I see uh, members on the board come in with a mindset maybe of traditional business principles, but then they begin to be transformed in their thinking about what this ministry could do. And so I think Romans 12, 1 and 2 is, is just as important at a corporate level as it is at an individual level. So. Well, you know, I, I always tell people that, that the journey is the same. It's the same journey that you guys went through it is. in 2001. It hasn't changed. I mean, the, the original inspiration is still there. And I still say it's just like Rocky, one guy having a heart to go help some other men and, and personally recruiting some guys in his sphere of influence. And then he was just on the journey with you guys. He didn't have it all that's figured right. out. No, that's right. And, and I think, to me, that's... That's what a journey group should look like even today and does look like that. Well, and, you know, Brian, I said this, you know, a couple of weeks ago, and, and, I, and it's really hammered me and come home, is that we're to encourage one another. We're to encourage one another 
I don't think in the fight, I think we're to encourage one another in the surrender, mm. the personal surrender. And uh, so uh, that, that's what I, I think is, and when I see that happen, when I see men surrender, then man, things happen because God can come into that vacuum with his power, with his authority, and, and by the yieldedness of men, and man, things happen. And that's what I think we need to do as an entity is encourage one another in the surrender of this ministry and the surrender of our lives to this ministry and watch what God can do. You know, uh, Rocky's kind of started this thing, I think a couple of years ago at our board meetings. Uh, you know, we don't like have a short opening prayer and then dive right into the business aspect. Right. We spend significant time saying, how's your soul? And going around to each man and seeing how they're doing. Yeah, I mean, don't, don't you think that just kind of shows where our heart is in this and, thing? Well, absolutely. And he's always done that. Mm-hmm. We've always done that. We have. Keeping it, keeping the right things first. That's right. Well, good. Well, any, any closing things you want to say to the guys out there, the, the guys and gals, this, these podcasts, we, we're hoping these are reaching uh, people in a new way, but maybe even reaching a new audience of people who don't read. You know, we've put a lot of devotionals out there through the years. Now we're doing... Uh, the, the spoken word and all that. Anything you want to say to people out there across the country? Bob, anything? Well, I would just encourage them uh, to continue on, continue on with the battle uh, that's going to rage on until Christ comes back, but uh, continue on with it. Uh, continue to encourage uh, men and women to, to come on board with us, to be a part of this. Uh, not a part of our organization, but a part of what God has really built and put together for every human being that believes in Him. Okay. Tony, how about you? You know, for me, uh, Brian, Ned, I, I am so excited about the influencers and the individual influencers who can be a light in the marketplace and can can be a candle in the darkness and can can let their light shine. And um, and, and as I've recently read about being a candle on a in the daylight is a lot easier than being a candle at night, and I, I got to confess, I think I'm, I'm a daylight candle, but, uh, but you know what? If, if the world grows darker, and um, and and if you'll just shine your light um, of surrender to Christ, you will be an attractive and um, um, to the world around you. And I think that's the best way to draw people in is what's different about you. They they will sense your transformation. And I think it's a great opportunity to uh, to minister to a hurting world, and I'm excited about what the future holds for this ministry. One last question that just came to my mind: Who came up with the name influencers? I, 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 I in my mind, I hear Rocky talking it, but I well, and I would say the same thing that it would be Rocky, but. I honestly couldn't tell you. <laughs> the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. That's right. That's right. I've always liked the word influencers because it says so much, really, because right. we're just challenging people to to be influenced by Christ and then go be an influencer to those around you, yeah. you know. So, Okay. Well, thank you guys for joining me today. Um, so this has been the Influencers Network Podcast. Hope you've enjoyed today's broadcast, and uh, we're going to keep doing these, talking about different topics that are hopefully uh, pertinent to what you're going through out there in the world. Um, if you have a question you want to submit to us, you can send us an email at podcastquestions at influencers.org. So I'm Brian Craig. I'm the Executive Director for Influencers Global Ministries, and I've been your host today. And I'm going to keep encouraging you to abide in Christ and to go make disciples. God bless you guys. Thank you.